Welcome to another episode of Good Morning Camera. We are at episode 12, officially a dozen. Not a baker's dozen, but a clean dozen. We are excited to be here. We do this every two weeks, if you don't know by now. And this is a show that just enjoys talking about camera news, talking about gear, what's going on in the creator spaces. And Anthony, it's fair to say that this has been a fun experience so far. Would you say that? Would you go on the record with that? You know yeah, yeah, this has been pretty solid, you know, 12 episodes in, and we haven't managed to offend too not many yet, people. Not yet, so know? we're doing something wrong. <laughs> um, in this episode, we're going to talk about how Nikon might be coming for Fujifilm. We're also going to be talking about and sharing about some of the things that we've been watching to kind of draw inspiration from. But first, I believe you have something for me. You have a question or, or something you yeah. want to bring up? Yeah, so... so- so this is there's we're, we got a bunch of rumors happening right now uh some a little bit we're going to sprinkle some in from nikon but word on the street mm-hmm. gadget is saying that you know you're trying to get away from photoshop Whoa. uh and and i heard this i was like okay that that's it's fair valid but where the heck are you gonna go you know and this is where i become the student because like i i i'm like if it's not broke, don't mm-hmm. fix it. I love Photoshop, but what are some of the other options that you've been kind of looking at? Yeah, you know, Photoshop is an interesting thing because it is the gold standard when it comes to image manipulation, whether you're doing things that are more photography related or even more abstract, conceptual, um, illustrations, that kind of stuff. Like, it, there's a huge swath of things you can do in Photoshop. But over the years, it has become, in my eyes, a bit bloated. And sometimes it feels like bringing an entire toolbox when I all I really need is, you know, a Phillips head screwdriver. You know what I mean? And yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, I, I've, I've been using Photoshop uh, longer than some of our users uh, have been listening to have been alive. Some of the listeners to our show. OK, I, I, I remember <laughs> being in high school, ComTech class using, you know, when Photoshop was not Creative Suite. It was just like single digit editions. Um and over yeah. the years and, you know, having bought the creative suite and then going to subscriptions and all that kind of stuff, I kind of see this thing becoming more titanic in a way. It just has so much power. And then on top of that, you kind of have to buy into the whole subscription thing. You can't just buy it and have a version that you're happy with and kind of upgrade when you need new features, right? And that's what's that's what's actually interesting about some of the things that, you know, you're you're you've been looking at right some of these things aren't subscription based when i hear you know one-time fee i get a little bit interested yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so what what are the a couple things now, that you're looking you know, at and in, in, i started using capture one pro in 2017 right and over the years it's just getting more and more polished and it is so speedy and you know that's that's mm. my sort of image editor as a whole and you know i paid once i have yeah. it i'm happy with it it does the job and they've added a bunch of new features and where you can actually do a lot of the uh, you know if you want to clean any blemishes if you want to do any dodge and burn and stuff stuff that i normally kick out to photoshop i can now do it in one single app right and i see i see you tethering like all, all the time, time all the time so it's just so <laughs> so, so that, fast that like sense. compared to lightroom it, it just blows it out of the water and you know when people are very passionate about lightroom i respect that but I would also encourage them yeah. to try it out and, you know, even <laughs> let me take you on a test drive and you'll see the difference. 
So I look yeah. at Photoshop and I'm like, all right, what, what, what do I use this for? Okay, maybe I'm creating social media content, putting text over images, resizing images, doing some interesting things with you know gradients and textures and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm sure there has to be something else. And I, I went down the road. I looked at what's available. There's things like GIMP. There's stuff like Luminar, uh, Luminar 4. Mm-hmm. And really, I've come down to a couple of apps. And I think between Pixelmator and Affinity Photo, I think these are the mm-hmm. apps that I'm going to try and start using exclusively, you know, force myself not to use Photoshop. Yeah. And I would encourage other people to try out the free trial for themselves and let us know what they think and, and, you know, either message us directly or leave a comment. I think that these are plenty enough for most people. I think what gets tied up with Photoshop is that it can do it all. It does, you know, 100%, yeah. maybe 120% of the photo manipulations, illustration, all those kinds of things that you want to do. But realistically, many users only need about 40 to 50% of those features. And what I like, what, <laughs> yeah, uh, and before, before I, yeah. I let you speak, I just really quickly, what I like about Pixelmator and Affinity especially, they are forward thinking in their design in terms of they take advantage of your architecture. And, you know, whether you're on an iPad or your, you know, computer, they really take advantage of hardware. They really take advantage of some machine learning to work faster, efficiently, and just get you done faster. I mean, you can't argue with that, can you? Yeah, that's you, sir, are much braver than I. That is for sure. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm in that Adobe suite, and you know, it's just one of those things where I, I think we've gotten to the point where you get so busy that you're just like, oh, learning something like new that is like software related can be difficult it's really hard Um, but what i actually noticed about affinity photo is they almost i don't know if this is fair to say you can maybe correct me if i'm wrong here but it almost seems like it's like a very similar version to photoshop Uh, and then the fact that you know it's a one-time fee that's kind of interesting that now you're kind of piquing my interest when i was listening to some of the youtubers kind of walk me through how to actually go through the software i noticed like even like the naming of some of the tools are fairly similar and as somebody who is a little bit nervous about you know jumping into something new that's kind of comforting so i think that's going to be an interesting one that people might want to yeah you know early on i like the idea of a creative suite where here take one-time fee every month, not one-time fee, once a month, take this money and give me all your apps, right? And it worked well. And I was a premier user for, again, yeah. really, really, really long time. Um, but, you know, I, I, I took a step and switched over to Final Cut 10 when they announced that years ago, maybe half a decade ago. And I haven't had to pay mm-hmm. Apple again. I've just, you've just been getting updates and <laughs> yeah. updates and you just keep using the same app and it's fantastic, right? And then, again, moving from Lightroom to Capture One for any sort of, uh, raw file management. I like being a little bit more decentralized with the ability to upgrade when I want to. Not that, hey, they're trying to give me these features that I probably won't even use, right? So what I'll do, I think this is one of yeah. those topics where we're going to need follow-up. I'm going to take this away as homework. I'm going to try out Affinity Photo Please, yeah. as a Photoshop replacement. Just force myself not to use Photoshop, even if it's frustrating <laughs> and having to relearn shortcuts. And we'll come back in a future episode to talk about our progress because Please we have to do. talk about something else. Please we got to talk about do. something else. Anthony, I'm very excited about this one. This has nothing to do with gear. We're going to get to gear, but this one has nothing to do with gear because you talked about the Bo Burnham special and had me thinking. I'm like, 
why don't we just talk about some of the things we're watching? You know, we're in a bit of a lull where there isn't too many spicy rumors around cameras because we had a bunch of announcements and, you know, it'll be a couple of weeks or months before more announcements. I, I kind of wanted to know what you're watching and I thought I'd share some of the things that I go to when I want to get inspired, when I want to get critics. So this isn't necessarily what you're watching right now. This is stuff that you've watched before, but you come back to to watch again um, to get inspired uh-huh. or you often recommend other people to get inspired. You know, what What are those kinds of, whether it's movies or shows or a YouTube channel, what are those things for you? I know you're going to absolutely love this. I'm sure you probably watched this before, but uh, one show that I just continuously have watched over and over again, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's called Tales by Light. Uh, and that show is just so good because what it is, is like the, it's a documentary about just following like photographers around uh, and and kind of capturing like the behind the scenes of like, what they do and how they kind of get the images that they get right so episode uh two of season one is this photographer his name's uh richard uh lanson if i'm pronouncing that right uh gadget this is you uh for sure the episode is called himalaya and it's a travel photographer uh, and he's a photographer trying to um capture festivals all around the world uh super interesting the images that he gets are really cool it's absolutely nuts uh some of it's actually i think it's filmed in india i want to say uh and i know you would love this gadget because like this is your like style of photography i know you're into the street photography travel photography stuff uh but then he also kind of goes on this little excursion to try and capture uh photos of like a himalayan snow leopard uh it was pretty cool and that is like an episode that i always kind of go back for um in season two oh my gosh i just realized they have a season three on here now uh, <laughs> in season three uh sorry too they 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 go through a bunch of cool like wildlife um uh photographers and just like seeing those images that of really like hard to find animals is super interesting uh i'm not really into like the 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 animal kind of photography but like i just appreciate the process so i think it's worthy of people's time to check out you know i have never heard of this show I am, in, oh, I am, man. <laughs> uh, brother, you don't know how excited I am right now. Okay. I cannot contain myself. Yeah, okay. Add it to my list. <laughs> I'm going to watch this. I yes. mean, this is essentially what I wanted, what I want to create for myself with, with roaming. I mean, this is the show yeah. that I want to aspire, yeah, aspire you, to make. Yeah, exactly. So I am, this is my weekend binge. It's over. It's done. It's, it's oh, done. Oh man. Well, you got three seasons. Oh, That's crazy. Goodness. I didn't realize there okay. was a third. Yeah. Tales of So light. you'll, Ta- you'll sorry, love Tales this. by light. Tales. Tales Tales, Tales by, by Light. light. That's yeah. the, the, whatever I say, folks, it comes after this. It comes <laughs> after this. Um, you know, the, the, there's a movie I always watch, and it's a weird movie. It's one of those, like, sort of bad, good movies in a way, and it's called Burnt, and it stars, it stars Bradley Cooper, and it has a ton of, like, notable, notable international actors in there. Um, and it is a, a story about this degenerate chef that loses everything that you know, puts himself in some sort of like uh, purgatory in a way where he's shucking oysters, a million oysters. And that's where the movie starts is that, you know, he, he's, he's, he's quit all drugs, shucking oysters, a million of them, and then decides to come back and try to go for a third Michelin star. 
has nothing to do with photography. Has nothing to do with any of this stuff. <laughs> I just enjoy this movie. This this journey back toward yeah. this crazy, really aspirational goal. And the way that it's paced, the the dialogue that's in it, the the interactions between the actors, and then how the movie actually wraps up. It's it's incredibly beautiful. But it's one of those movies where like you either are going to just not be too thrilled about it, or if you're someone that's kind of <laughs> always creating and chasing after something and and have these lofty goals for yourself, I think you will love this. And I'll, I'll match this with something that might be an easier watch. Um, and it's a YouTube channel called Random Golf Club Films. <laughs> Lately, uh, I, I've been getting into golf. I don't know if you noticed. Okay, I don't know if you noticed. And this year for me is all about working on my swing. I'm not even hitting the links at all. I, I'm just working on my swing. The goal is to just not slice uh, the driver, uh, not slice the ball half the time. Okay, that's the goal. And I came across this channel. And Anthony, I think you're going to love it because they shoot it like it was a travel <laughs> show. They shoot it like it was... Um, um, okay. you know, almost like Tales by Light. It's very beautifully shot, well written. Some of the episodes are are about the sport in a very specific way. Some of the episodes are interviews where they bring in guests, and it's a it's Eric Andrews Lang, and he's interviewing someone, and they intersplice the interview across a match of golf. And there's some That's which I nice. absolutely love, where he travels to a place, and these are some of the older episodes. Like he goes to Japan. To, uh, to actually go to one of the manufacturers of one of the most coveted irons that you can buy, one of the most expensive, and he kind of walks through why these are expensive and the, the forging process and talking to the person that invented this and you know his sons and how they manage the company. I went so <laughs> far down the rabbit hole, and I will tell you, it's as me as a complete outsider that's like recently getting into golf, if I can enjoy this, I think yeah. there's something to find here that a lot of people will enjoy. So again, it's the Random uh, random Golf Club films on YouTube. Beauty, beautifully shot. You have to check it out. Some great content there. That's my, that's my recommendation. There's, there's a book uh, that I'm reading right now, and it's so funny that you said that. that is like, it says, like, golf is like the man's worst addiction mm. or something like that. Mm. <laughs> so, so very, very relatable. And uh, my dad actually lives right across from a golf course. So, you know, we always... Uh, would roam the fields find the golf balls and stuff like that so this is this is no foreign language to me i totally yeah, hear you our, our, but our i feel at, uh, like kyle at canon who's a huge golf fan amongst many sports we talk about um yeah he's he's been helpful in guiding me down but I, i'll tell you i feel like alice in wonderland <laughs> just down the rabbit hole i go yeah it is it's it's a dangerous game but what's also dangerous is the Nikon announcement. Oh, that, that, that's, you know, a, this is dangerous that's a that's a top the tier segue, <laughs> folks. That's a top is, tier segue. It doesn't get better than that. <laughs> this is dangerous for the wallet because uh, Nikon just announced some interesting. No, 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 no. no. Hey, hey, we got to retract that because they'll come after leap. us. The the Nikon ninjas will come after us. They didn't announce anything. They didn't announce anything. <laughs> These it's are a, all leaks. It's rumors. There's rumors, but there's <laughs> images that have leaked as well. Okay, so okay, we gotta be careful because we, go. we got we friends at straight. Nikon, right? We, get, we can't say this stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll come after us. True, okay? true. Uh, so <laughs> we've been we've been perusing online, and to our surprise, a few days ago, 
there have been leaks about a Nikon ZFC, which is supposed to be a retro-inspired APS-C camera around a thousand bucks. Okay. So again, none of this has been yeah. confirmed, but it's been leaked on Nikon rumors and Petapixel, and there's been images to kind of corroborate this. So obviously, Nikon's not going to comment on this. However, there's so much smoke here, you feel like there is a fire. I and, and, and my <laughs> first thing is, hey, you got some Fuji cameras. I got some Fuji cameras. When you look at this, what yeah. are you thinking about this camera? What 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 immediately strikes you? Yeah, so for, for this is a camera you got to take a look at. Uh, it's the Nikon ZFC. It's a retro style camera, which is is kind of interesting. It's got like the dials on top. It's a it's a modern mirrorless camera though. Don't don't be fooled by the looks. Uh, it looks like a traditional Nikon camera, and you know we've seen the photos of the silver version. They're saying it's going to come in black and brown as well. So it's got that like almost like old like pyramid on the top of the camera. So I think. This camera actually looks really nice in terms of specs. Like you said, this is all just leaked images, right? So we have absolutely no clue. Uh, but um, they're kind of speculating that it might be somewhere closer to the Z50 in that kind of realm. It's got a red record button on the top, so it looks like it's going to do both photo and video, which should be interesting. I'm really curious. It's got the old film winder uh, looking like yeah. dial, and that is going to be interesting. Like, what is that? Because it looks exactly like that yeah. winder. So is that going to be like an actual function? How is that going to work, right? So these are the things that kind of getting me yeah, excited. Yeah. I, I saw this thing. It reminded me of the old school Nikon DF, which was sort of a premium retro camera that they released. Um, yeah. And, hey, listen, I am immediately excited by this. I, I was a Nikon user for many, many years. I uh, used it for, for, for professional photography. And when I see something like this, I'm like, this is great for Nikon. Lean into your heritage a bit. And mm -hmm. make something that's a bit of a differentiator that, you know, really one other major company is doing, right? And I would yeah, even 100%. venture to argue that this kind of leans more into the retro aesthetic than even Fujifilm does, right? Fujifilm does a great job of sort of yeah. marrying that aesthetic to sort of modern engineering. This, I mean, if you didn't know anything, if it didn't, if you ignore the record button, pretty much looks like an old school Nikon film camera. I, exactly. I, I'm excited about this. And there's rumors about it being announced as early as around June 28th. Um, you know, mm -hmm. my, I got I got to temper really any kind of long-term expectations, but immediately I, I want to know, you know, what are sort of the set, what's the sensor, what's the guts, what's it going to do? Because if you're doing something like the, mm -hmm. uh, the recent APS-C, you know, camera, those are really good features, especially for that $1,000 price point. And I will say, I enjoy, and I'm sure you would agree, you know, the sort of creative uh, colors you can get from Fujifilm and the variations that you have. But 100%. if you're someone that just wants, you know, a good starting point, a really good starting point, something that isn't too bold or pushes colors in a certain direction, I think Nikon's the mm -hmm. way to go. I, I like them personally better than what Sony offers when it comes to the mirrorless world in, in terms of image creation. I feel like they're just a little bit more subdued, a little bit more reserved, conservative compared to Canon in a way. Yeah. I think people obviously love Canon because it has a little bit of that warmth, that hum humanity around it. This is just like a notch behind it and it almost says, hey, we're going to make it as neutral as possible and in, in a creative way and you guys can take it and run with it. I like what they're doing when it comes to that. So this camera with, with, with Nikon, with what they're good at, and hopefully, 
a couple of differentiating features, I think this is going to inject a little bit of life in them. I think this is going to make them something that people are going to talk about over the summer. And here's the thing. I think about the Leica, I believe it was the MD, that essentially was a digital Leica camera with no screen on the back. So the only way you can see your images yeah. is, you know, you'd have to <laughs> sync it to your phone or download the memory card. And it had a fake um, lever, you know, as if you were going to, you know, wind your next shot of film, right? It was completely yeah. decorative. And, you know, what people say, you put your hand there, you can manipulate it. It didn't do anything. I'm wondering if this film winder that's on this picture here on the left side of the camera, folks, mm-hmm. you got to take a look at this camera, these Nikon ZFC, look at the pictures. I wonder if it's decorative. And you know what? If it's decorative... Yeah, I'm okay with that. I would be okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah, hundred percent. the The one thing that I actually noticed in the photo was it almost looked like either it was it looked like it had a, either a flip screen or just no screen at all. It was hard to say yeah. because like the corner, you can see like the corner of what where the screen yeah. should be. Uh, and it's funny that you kind of point out like the Leicas and stuff like that, you know. I don't think Nikon should go like no screen at all because Fuji did the whole like flip out screen on like the X-Pro3 and they took it on the chin. Like people were so rattled. It was such a dividing like kind of thing. Uh, So I don't know if Nikon, you know, can pull it off because they've been so like on the consumer, like everyday kind of shooter, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is going to be too far out of the park if they go no screen at all. Leica, they can pull it off all day. They can do whatever they want, right? But but Nikon, I don't know. That might be a bit bit yeah. too much for for. I don't think the camera world could handle another camera without yeah. a screen. Yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> this know, is one of the things. I'm saying? sure internally, this took a lot of discussion and arguments about this camera. Um, the one thing I will say, yeah. I, I you know, just to kind of wrap this thing up, I, I hope that they maybe release um, one or two prime lenses. Um, that kind of lean into the retro aesthetic because right now, you know, the Z lens looks so modern that it looks a little weird <laughs> on these cameras. Um, it would have nice to see like maybe a couple of 2.0 prime lenses, maybe a 23 and a 35 that come with this and you can get it as a yeah. kit maybe with one or both of them um, that lean into that retro aesthetic that have that silver styling on it. I think that would have been, you know, a yeah. nice way to say here, we're going to take a gamble. We're going to release this and see how it does and see how people respond to it. I, you know what? I think you yeah. know, we can agree. We're excited. We're excited about this, and we can't get to, wait to get our hands on this. 100%. Awesome. Yeah. Anthony, it is that time of the show. I, I, I look forward to it. I know a lot of other people look forward to it. It is time for the creator draft picks. I'm going to go first because it's kind of boring. It's kind of alluded to earlier. But, so I'm excited to what you, what you <laughs> yeah. have to say. Uh, but my, my creator drop yeah. is it's not actually affinity photo. It's actually Pixelmator photo. Pixelmator, same mm-hmm. thing, almost a pseudo Photoshop replacement, um, but available on the Mac, available on the iPad. And, you know, with my new iPad here, I, I want to try this out. And it gives you a lot of flexible tools. I also like that it has a bit of AI injected to it. So you can actually throw a picture, hit one button, and it, sh- it kind of just edits your photo for you. I have never really <laughs> agreed cool. on it. But sometimes me doing this will inspire me like, oh, I, maybe I should take these colors this direction and pull these back a little bit. I think that this is a great app for people to get started with if they're intimidated by Photoshop and maybe even intimidated by Affinity Photo. It seems like the user experience is just uh, 
a few degrees behind in a good way. So my creator draft pick, I've been using it so far. I've been enjoying it. It's more of a thing that I like to sit on the couch while I'm watching something, just kind of edit through images, do some creative stuff with. It is Pixelmator Photo. Uh, if you can, try it out. And hey, let us know what you think. But Anthony, I'm more interested in what you have to say, sir. What's your creator draft pick this week? Yeah, I'm super glad we had that kind of discussion about the uh, Nikon uh, like rumors um, because my creator draft pick this week, I planned this before even hearing about this Nikon uh, announcement. And uh, the Fuji X100V, it Ooh. is, you know, it's... It's it's such a good camera. I've been borrowing it from Fujifilm. Uh, they've been lending me I that think, camera hey, for think, a little bit I of think time this now. This is the actual first camera we've ever ever picked as a creator draft pick. Wow! Yeah, is that good. Yeah. We this is this is the it's a well deserved creator draft pick for sure because you know what I'm the type of photographer who takes a camera everywhere. Like we we just met up in the store it was that yesterday right and uh, had the camera strapped around me. I take a camera to the grocery store. Yeah, like I if I were to choose one camera and I was like trapped on a desert island. I think maybe even you've said this before, Gajan, the, the Fuji X100V, it's that good. It's got this retro design. People are complimenting on my camera while I'm out and about. The JPEGs, I've just been shooting those and it, the, the colors are just great out of the camera. Uh, this is not a camera to end all cameras. Uh, let me just say that. Uh, but this is a camera where, you know, you just grab and you go and it gives you something better than like a small point and shoot, like say like an RX 100, but it's such a, it's such a nice camera to have in the yeah, arsenal, yeah. you know? And that's why it is the creator yeah. draft pick, uh, yeah. for sure. It's, it's a beautiful looking I, camera. That's I, what know, it's all about. On, on my YouTube channel, I've made numerous videos about this camera and, you know, especially my reviews and the long-term review, I've come to the conclusion that in my eyes, this camera is the perfect photo companion. In that... Yeah, it's as close to perfect yeah, as you can that, get for under 2K. If, if, if <laughs> You know, if you have camera that you use for work and all that kind of stuff or whatever it may be, and you want a camera that's just yeah. for you, that you just want to sling over your shoulder, or maybe you don't even do photography professionally and you just want something that you could take with you and is extremely capable... It is this camera right here. I took it over the, not this weekend, but the weekend prior to a music video that we were working on. And I was using this for mm -hmm. the behind the scenes photography. And I'm telling you, you know, the built-in ND filter where with a flick of the switch, even if you're in harsh midday sun, yeah. you could still drop that aperture down and with that leaf shutter, get remarkable shots. And, you know, the biggest, mm -hmm. I guess, compliment for me is that we'll be there, you know, and it's hard to take a bad photo because we have stylists, we have makeup artists, we have a beautiful set, we have beautiful lighting, right? So mm -hmm. pretty much if you point something at the model, you're going to get a great image. So, you know, everyone's <laughs> taking pictures and I go up and I'm like, hey, photographer here, let me take my pictures. I get in there, take the picture, and then everyone wants to see on the back of the screen and, they, and it's just their jaws drop. And, and the difference is just mm -hmm. so noticeable. And yes, largely technique, but having the right tools in the right environment there's no argument against that and uh, and and you uh, and you you're kind of approaching this from like a uh, secondary work kind of camera too like and I, I totally hear that but I even think like somebody who just maybe had a child like their firstborn um, I just got a puppy and I've been chasing yeah. the puppy around with the x100v yeah. for those little like life moments I think this is the camera that you want to 
there you, you go. want to have. There you go. Sure. Awesome pick, sir. Thank you again for your, for your time. And thank you all for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, please reach out to us at, 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 at Henry's Cameras. Do, I get, <laughs> do you have to say the at? Just Henry's Camera online, on social media. Um, and listen, if you are listening to on iTunes, listening to us on iTunes, I'm throwing in so many words in this outro, Anthony. <laughs> I, I'm not going to edit. No, you know what? Uh, keep no, keep the struggle. I, hey, keep the struggle. No, this is not an easy job. Not everyone's cut out for this. And sometimes not even me, apparently. <laughs> listen, if you are enjoying this show on iTunes, please leave us a review. It helps with the discovery of the show. And if you want to hear any future topics or suggestions or you have your own creator draft pick, let us know. Again, my name is Gadget. His name's Anthony. And we'll see you next time. Thank you